Welcome to Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Patrels, and we are super excited for today's guest. I mean, I've said this on the podcast several times. It is well known how I feel about this, but last year we covered Mefford Girls Volleyball, and it was one of our favorite coverages we had the entire year. It The gym was packed. It was senior night. It was against the rival Malden. It, like so much action people laying out for balls like great volleys back and forth like the crowd was really into it i remember walking out of there being like man i i hope we cover more volleyball next year because that was that was exciting as game as i would have ever thought it would have been and so to be lucky to come back this year and being able to cover it again another senior night here uh, with a group of girls who obviously had some significant playing time last year as soon as i saw all three faces i recognized all three people immediately and was like okay i know exactly who these girls were so they played a major role in that game last year and obviously as their senior night creeps up here uh, playing a major role in today's game, or I should say tomorrow's game. So without further ado, we got we got a few players here. We have Molly, Madeline, right? Did I say it right? Yep. God, okay, I actually <laughs> thought I said it wrong. And Ainsley. So guys, welcome to the podcast. We're super excited to have you. And always, Mefford, it's always nice to have some Mefford people on here too. So welcome. Thank you for having us. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for, for having us, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're excited. Obviously, I said at the top, like we we were really excited about covering volleyball. Actually, we really didn't know what to expect going into it. And I felt like just from jump, like as soon as warm ups came out and the music came on, um, it was it was like rock and roll time. Like I don't felt like I didn't stop recording the entire time. I didn't want to miss anything like some volleys like i'm looking across the court at the guy john who i do it with and i'm like did you get that did you get that you know like because we were getting it from such different angles so it was one of our funner videos to put together and and to make but uh talk a little bit about um i know we kind of talked about this off air but you guys are leaders and your team last year there was a lot of senior leadership and there was a lot of experience but we have a lot of kids on here all the time that talk about leadership, and I think it's so important for the success of any program. But you guys came into a season knowing that you were going to be leaders, but there was a lot of kids or a lot of parts to replace in the team, and a lot of younger talent or maybe inexperienced kids were stepping up in these roles. Talk about knowing that going into your offseason and even going into your season this year and saying, okay, this is the type of leader I have to be or this is what I have to kind of maybe bring to the table as a captain or a leader of this program. And whoever wants to take it first can. Um, I think it's just, like, good to remember, like, how you felt when you were in their shoes. Like, a lot of the girls have never been – we have a freshman on the team, so never even been on, like, a volleyball team, but also just, like – never been on the varsity team and like they just need to get used to it and so I think just like keeping them motivated and like even after like however the game turns out just always remembering that like there's always a next game and like keep them motivated and let them know that like they're doing great yeah and I think that that's a great leadership style you know obviously you need that raw person you need that person that's always just going to constantly be that clapping hand and to me Volleyball is so positive. I mean, no matter what after play, there's handshakes, there's huddles, there's high fives, there's never negativity or eye rolling or anything. And I think that's what makes it even so more amazing of, of what we covered. Do any of you girls want to add on to that at all or, or say anything to that answer? So Ainsley, I'm going to stop you for one second. 
we're losing you a little bit. I, I, I could I, you, could you girls make her out at all? No. Okay, I just want to make sure it's no. not my mic. We just couldn't hear you, so it might have just been your service. So start again, because I'm sure you were saying something awesome, and we just didn't get any of it. Okay, can you hear me now? A little bit better. A little bit better. Okay. I'll All right, just slow. go for it. I think you're good. Go for it. Okay, okay. So, I mean, last year we kind of lost our entire lineup. Like, our entire lineup was all seniors last year. So, yep. coming into this season, you know, what's going to happen. But I feel like our team really stepped up and did a good job of kind of adjusting to a new change. And it's worked out for us so far, which is great. Well, that's good. So, you, most of your answer came in. You were a little bit choppy there. So, I don't know if you want to relocate or maybe sign in, sign back out. I had a couple of kids this happened to before, and it's no big deal. It's just technology is the way it is. And so, if you want to sign in, sign out, or relocate, try to do that. I'll jump to the other girls here, and we'll, we'll pop back on to you in, in a few minutes. But um, is it so again, you know, it's great to kind of hear both sides of that. And I think what's important, like myself as a coach for a really long time, there's some seasons that I knew going into a season that we had a pretty good team coming back or we had a pretty good squad coming back and that leadership was already built in or we knew the experience was there and now they knew what they needed to do to kind of get to that next level. I think it's tough when I've seen teams that, you're trying to do that with people that might have experience but with a lot more people that don't have experience. And I think that that is a really key quality that you not only learn with yourselves, but you also kind of take that type of quality and bring it into your lives a little bit, you know, knowing that you have to maybe step up and do something a little bit more or lead by example or be that calming presence or be that positive person. And I think those skills, as you girls are kind of talking about that stuff, like those are things that you bring into the workforce and you bring into your life and you bring into friendships and you bring in all sorts of stuff. So, you know, you learn these valuable lessons through playing sport and so on. Now is senior night, who are you guys playing uh, for senior night tomorrow. Is it Malden again? It's Lynn Classical. Okay, Lynn Classical. So what's what's typically been kind of the matchup with them over the last few years? Um, they're a really difficult team. I think they're they're either first or second in the GBO. And it's definitely it's extremely competitive. We have long rallies, and I know their student section when we go to away games is really crazy and rowdy. So I'm really hoping that when they come to Medford, we can kind of get our student section pumped up and kind of give them a taste of their own medicine. Yeah, listen, I think that's what's really important, right? The student body. I felt like the student body, like it was almost last year, it was like you guys were keeping each other alive a little bit. Like at times when I felt like the student body was like fading out, you guys would have a great volley or a great back and forth and make a great play and you get the crowd back in it and vice versa. When I felt like you were losing momentum a little bit, the crowd was getting you guys back into it. So yeah, hopefully you kind of have that same rock and atmosphere uh, against classical tomorrow. Now jumping back a little bit into what you girls were talking about, do you remember your first experience of getting like a varsity, getting out there and getting some varsity time? And do you got any of you guys want to share that? Because I'm sure as you, some of these younger players are hearing and obviously you're getting towards the end of your senior seasons and end of your playing careers, looking back a little bit, when was that moment for you of like, welcome to high school volleyball when you went out there a little bit? Yeah, I mean, if I, I could jump in. Oh, sorry. You're Mom. awesome. Your voice, you are like, you sound yeah, like you're my a whole I switched computers, right so I think my audio is better. But All right. I mean, last year, 
Um, there was obviously, like I said, a lot of seniors, so like playing time with like underclassmen, even juniors was few and far between. So getting to go on the court and experience like the game with the older girls was a good experience for me to kind of learn and um, like adapt to how they play. Because especially now, um, as like a captain, like we're playing more often, like we're kind of picking the team up. So getting that little bit of experience last year definitely helped um, translate play to like how we're playing this year. Now, let me let me ask you this. And that's a great answer. And that's an excellent answer, actually. So let me ask you this, because this is more me just asking, just not knowing than anything else. And it might be a silly question to you guys. But like when you look at like replacing parts of your team, for example, like you're like, all right, I have five or six people that have played and have experience. Now, in volleyball, uh, you obviously rotate around and people like move into different positions. But uh, they're like certain positions like, you know, like, oh, we're not just replacing replacing this person we're replacing this position or we're replacing this type of player i mean how does that look in volleyball as far as maybe positional goes and what you look for at different levels and maybe that's how you can describe what your game style or what positions you guys play to me if that makes sense yeah there's definitely like set positions like all three of us are very different positions and like if you just shuffle the three of us around like it probably wouldn't go too well because like yeah okay perfect yeah explain this yeah Okay. Um. So, like, normally it goes, like, bump, set, hit. So, like, Maddie's, like, the libero. So, she's the one who'd get the first ball and hopefully get it up to Ainsley, who's our setter. And then she would set it up to one of the hitters, and I'm the middle hitter. So, like, the three of us could, like, make a play out, like, between our three different positions. So, so Maddie, let's just talk about your position. So, you're the person who literally gets – the ball getting shot at you from serve. You're the person who's digging it. Is yeah. that what it's called? You're digging it out? Yeah, right? pretty well. So how do you work on that? I mean, talk about working on that skill because that's unbelievable. Like I've seen people play beach volleyball or backyard volleyball and they just go like this with their hands, right? But like, <laughs> obviously you're like locking in. You got to like kind of really pop it up and make that second play, you know, make that second hit like very favorable for your team. So how do you work on a skill set like that? Let's start there. I mean, definitely. It's a, it's kind of a lot. It's a huge mental game being in the back because you have to carefully watch the plays and watch kind of what the other hitters are going to do. And that's why it's especially important to be loud. So something that I was kind of practicing was just saying everything all the time in games. That's kind of something that I've been trying to get my teammates to do as well. And um, um, the way that I really worked on this was I had Anaya, who's one of our outsides. I would have her stay after practice with me for like an hour and I'd have her just win the ball at me over and over again until eventually I could get it up. Is that something I'm just out of curiosity? It's not, I'm just asking, is that something you still do a lot this year? Like, did you do a lot this year in that process? Practice that a lot? Definitely. And I was now, how many my younger kids see year. that? How many younger kids see that? I think, how many do we have? I know we have one freshman, I think we have four or five sophomores and two juniors. Mm-hmm. That sounds so right. Do yeah. Younger kids practice typically before you guys do, or do they practice after you guys? Um, the, like the JV. Yeah. Yeah. People. That's what I mean. Like freshman. It's usually people. at the same time, but just on the other court. All right. So you guys are all pretty much clearing out the same time or they might finish a little bit before you guys and you guys finish. Mm-hmm. But point I'm trying to make is that they see you kind of doing that. I mean, there's yeah. eyes visibly seeing that. So when we talk about that leadership, the younger kids understanding the young program, that's a great thing for them to see, not only because you're working on that skill set, but they need to understand that anybody who wants to get better at that skill set or any other skill set 
that's the grind and work you got to put into it. Right. So, okay. So now, okay, Ainsley, we'll jump into you. So you're setting, right. Is that what we're calling it here? So now you're setting it up obviously for the third bump here. Sometimes yeah. I see when I watch volleyball that sometimes that setter, they're hitting it over on the second one because yeah. they might see something I'm guessing or whatever. So talk about your process a little bit and kind of how you go about doing your thing. Yeah, so it all depends. Basically, Maddie makes my life really easy with beautiful passes almost all the time, which is okay. great. So her passes make me set up the ball to either Molly in middle or one of our outsides. But sometimes if the ball's tight, which meaning like tight, tight to the net, I can tip it over, I can push it over, like free ball it over. So it's all kind of a decision split decision in the moment. So I feel if I see a spot on the other team side of the court that's empty, I'll be like, maybe I'll tip it there, try to get the point. But if I feel that like Molly can get a great hit and aim it towards a certain part of the court, I'll set it to her. So it's kind of all these quick decisions that I have to make during the game. And sometimes they really pay off and sometimes they don't. But I mean, like whatever the outcome, I know my players, especially the hitters, have my back to get that ball over and get a good kill. I mean, that's incredible. So would you would you say that you're kind of the quarterback in a sense of kind of like how that play finishes out? Like you're setting it up, you're making a call of like what side you're putting it on? Because how much is that predetermined? And how much is that you just determining on on play? Yeah, I'd love to be called the quarterback on the court. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah setters definitely have to be loud because they always get the second ball. So no matter where it is in the court, I'm either screaming help or I'm running across court to get that ball. So it's really all just taking initiative, like you said, about leadership and like being a captain, just using my voice, making sure like I know where that ball is. I know how to get it up to the hitter or maybe send it over on the second hit. Just kind of knowing where you are on the court is super helpful when you're going to be a setter. That's great. That's great. And then obviously, what's Molly, what's your position called? The killer? Is that what it's called? It's like the middle. Okay, the middle. A killer sounds better. So we'll yeah. call it killer. So <laughs> when you when you get the ball now, obviously, this is all a process right now. Ainsley is setting it up. For you, when, what's the process of like knowing that you're going to – I guess you look at a lot of ways. One, obviously, you're looking at just trying to kill it, right? Just like knock it down, spike it down. Two, you might be just knowing that someone's coming up to net to challenge you and it's more about tipping it over, just getting some ear over. So I guess same as I asked these girls, like talk about your position, what it is, and really kind of like the thought process that goes through you as you're seeing everything kind of develop on the court. So like my first priority is blocking. When the ball's on the other side, I'm close up to the net and I read it like whatever side it's going to be on, if their right side's hitting or their outside. And then my first priority is to block it. So I jump up and hopefully get the block but if not then I like transition back to the 10 foot line and I'm getting ready to hit it and so then once it goes to Ainsley I follow the ball and if it's coming to me then I have to read it if there's a block coming up and I know that it's like a big tall blocker then hitting it probably wouldn't work it would probably just come right back in my face so I'll tip it over or push it over um it's kind of just about finding the court and finding the open spots and either hitting them or tipping pushing like doing what they're going to least expect. All right. So all of this is kind of a thinking game in a lot of ways of just seeing how the play develops out from digging it out to finishing the playoff. It really is a lot of thinking. And and that's what I notice on the court between the communication, like, which is always great. I mean, when I coach football, like I couldn't tell you how many times I'm yelling of like, talk, talk, talk. Like, and I feel like any sport like that we've covered, that's been like girl sports, 
communication is the one thing that is not lacking. And it's just mind blowing how different, you know, girl sports are and boy sports are just on that aspect. I feel like when I watch a volleyball game, I could hear every person on that court talking, even with a loud crowd, even with trying to like focus in on shots and images. Like I could hear everybody in the court talking. And that's like such a like extra person in the game in a sense that if you're communicating really well and talking to each other, it is like having an extra person out there, maybe not physically, but just the way that you all talk and communicating. Who's a team in the GBL that you guys just like always want to beat? You know, it, it could be just an overall team rival, a personal thing, but like what team in the GBL that like you go up against and you're just a little bit more juiced up, a little bit more amped up a play and like losing is just a little bit like, ugh, like a little bit more than maybe usual. Um, Definitely like Malden. I think just because of the Medford Malden rivalry, like, that's always a team that we look to beat. And it's, like, a competitive team with us. Like, we can definitely beat them. And I think that's especially – it's not like, oh, like, we know that they're going to win or we're going to win. It's always kind of, like, who's going to win this year. And, like, so it's definitely a good team that we look forward to playing. Oh, okay. So I wonder that because I know obviously football, Mefford Mall, then we've been covering that game now for the last three years. We'll cover it again this year. I didn't know if it was like that across other sports because I know when I talk to like hockey, for example, the mall that would never even be in in their vicinity of saying they always kind of say Somerville. So I just didn't know if Malden was across the board, but that's interesting to hear that. Maybe it's a fall sport thing too. Do you girls agree or is there somebody else you want to throw out there and give a little elbow drop through on the air here? No, I definitely agree with that. I really like what Molly said with the fact that we're both very close in skill and it's just really kind of a toss up with games, but like, I kind of have a thing with classical because I just like, I always think that we can win and I'm really excited for tomorrow. Cause I think it's going to be a really fun game. They definitely yeah. push us. Yeah. And kind of building off Madeline, like when classical has always been good in the GBL, especially for volleyball. Um, so, I mean, kind of going up against them during senior night is going to be interesting because they do have a lot of skill, but I think we do too. So it'll be a really fun game to watch tomorrow. Okay. So, so I got to ask this because this is, I'm, it's going to lead into something else. I'm going to ask your girl's opinion about something in a few minutes. I'm going to have you listen to something. If I'm technologically savvy enough to pull this off, which I think I am. Um, but music, right? Like to me, I am always intrigued by any team we cover the mute. Like we went to Arlington high on Friday night and they just had on like nineties hip hop and R and B, like the whole warm up and, for me, like, I love that. That's, like, my era. So it was just, like, fun. Like, man, these kids listen to stuff, like, warming up. But then I go to a different game and I hear something completely different. Or I go to a, a volleyball game and I hear something completely different. For you, music, like, when you guys put together, like, a playlist or a set list, is it thought about? Is there one person who's kind of in charge of music on the team that you would call, like, the music connoisseur, I guess? Or how does that work for you as far as putting a list together that's going to get you pretty juiced up during warm-ups? Mads is definitely our DJ. She's the one who always connects. But our playlist for practice, it's kind of like a mix of everything. Like, definitely a lot of Justin Bieber. And then also some country thrown in here and there. And then, like, your classic, like, hype songs. But for game days, it's a lot of just hype music. So you guys are, like, believers. We got, we're got we a bunch of believers yes. here. That's great. That's great. <laughs> um is there like 
is there a set playlist for tomorrow? Is there something for tomorrow that you guys are uh, ready to rock out to? Or is it just not even thought about yet? Um, I don't have a playlist yet. I'm a big Rihanna. I love Rihanna. I think she's always getting pumped up. I we have some people on there. Okay, it's really like coming out in two thousand tens. Gotcha. I, I heard some of what you said. We did lose you a little bit, but I heard Pitbull. I heard Rihanna. We we have a, a boxer on here. I mean, he's more of like an MMA fighter, truthfully, but his song that he comes out to is Rihanna and Jay-Z run this town. And like he's not like ashamed about it all. Like he's loves the song it comes out to, it gets him all juiced up. And he's like, Yeah, I love Rihanna. Like, and it fits him well. Like it comes out and just the way he walks out to it, he just he makes it work. So so the reason that I'm asking, I think if I'm technologically savvy enough to pull this off, that I can. So here at Beyond, we have teamed up with a DJ, DJ Cami V. Uh, you can on Instagram, but he's a big DJ in town in Boston. A lot of nightclubs and venues that he DJs. He just did a college tour, and he was with like Jason Derulo and uh, Sammy Adams. So he, you know, he's he does really well. He's he's unbelievable DJ around here. Anyways, we teamed up, and we're kind of developing like a high school warm-up mix-up playlist um and so there's so many different parts we could start i'm going to start at the very beginning we have about eight or nine different ways we could start this list off that are kind of all throughout the playlist so we're super excited but i'm going to try to play the beginning to you i want a little bit of honest feedback i'm going to play about like probably like a minute and a half of it so we're going to be a little patient here because at the beginning it is a bunch of little things and then it kind of leads into the first song so i'm interested to see what you guys think honest feedback ladies because yeah, that's why I'm asking, right? So let me make sure I'm doing this right. Give me a second. And as I'm trying to do this, all right, let's see. Now, in a second, hold on. Uh, it's asking me for a password here. Yeah. Now, tell me if you can hear this. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear Seven, six, five. Can you hear that at all? No. Yeah. Okay, you all heard it. Okay, cool. So I'm going to have you listen to this. I'm just going to let it play for like a minute and a half. And then honest feedback here, right? We're all friends, okay? So here we go. Four, three, two, one. <laughs> Think about like a team in, in the tunnel. Great in the tunnel. moments. In your vision. Are born great opportunity and that's what you have here tonight boys Be like 30 more seconds here. Let's start it off. Last night 
how we let the liquor talk I can't remember everything we said, but we said it all You told me that you wish I was somebody you never met But baby, baby, something's telling me this ain't over yet No way it was our last night, I kissed your lips Make you grip your seats with your fingertips Last bottle of Jack, we split a fifth Just talking about life, don't sip, sip it You, you know you love it fight And I say, I don't mean But I'm still gonna wake up on you and me I know that last night we let the liquor talk I can't remember everything we said, but we said it all You told me that you wish I was somebody you never met But baby, baby, something's telling me this ain't over yet No way it was We're going to the bathroom, All right, little feedback here. Give me, give me something. Go. I really like it. You like it? Yes. That's okay. that's really cool. Like all the pieces, like placed together, were so good. Like I really like that actually. Um, so it goes on. It goes on. We have like it's about fifty-eight minutes. So there's a probably about like seven or eight spots that we kind of created that wouldn't be like. Because playing that entrance every time could probably get boring after a while, right? So there's like seven or eight other entry points on that mix that we feel like you could start from there and then still have X amount of minutes to play on that playlist. So that's kind of our thought process. That's something that we're working on. I know there's one high school. I won't mention it yet because we're more kind of going to save it till a certain point. But there's one high school that's like all in on this and they think it's a great idea for all their sports. And um, they're going to be kind of being like the first school that's going to really do it. So we're going to announce that at some point down the road. But um, I'm always interested in to get feedback from athletes, both high school and college athletes, because to me, music is like such pop culture and, and sports is such pop culture that I feel like they all tie mm -hmm. in together uh, so much so it's always fun to hear different genres of music i've been doing this podcast for a couple of years and one of the questions i always ask and i never get the same answer is what song gets you pumped up and i'm going to ask you girls this in a second but i always say what song gets you juiced up before a big game or a song that you're listening to on your, uh, you know, your earbuds or whatever before a big game that always gets you pumped up I'm going to ask you that question because I guarantee you all three of you are going to have a completely different answer. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm, I don't think I am. Anybody want to take that first? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can go first. Honestly, the song that always gets me pumped up is by Big Time Rush. It's just getting started. I kind of grew up with Big Time Rush and it's just always been there. It's like, it's kind of cringy, but it's just, it's really nostalgic for me. And like, I just get like fired up off things that make me happy and like all the memories come back and it's like before tennis especially me and my sister would listen to that in the car before and we'd be like blasting it on the speakers and the tennis team was kind of sick of me but it's fine that's great answer and again i asked this question because i've never heard that answer and i probably will never hear it again because i'll hear a zillion other answers so great answer great reasoning great explanation who's next that was good i don't really have like a pump up song 
I always just listen to, I'm never the DJ. I always just listen to the music. I'm like, I'll always be dancing and singing to any song though. All right. So you just kind of like an energy, like what's there in the moment is like kind of yeah. what you think. Okay. Fair enough. I think that's. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm definitely similar to Molly. I don't have like a specific song. I mean, I kind of love our playlist, like the one that Mads has. So kind of any song off there, I'll definitely like enjoy and that'll get me pumped up for the game. Well, Maddie, I would have to have you like listen to the rest of this playlist. So it seems like I have to get your feedback on this. Definitely. So um, I'll, I'll have to send it to you and, and get your honest opinion. I mean that. So, um, but yes, like I said, so I, I wanted to do that. This is something I'm starting to do with a lot of players that are coming on. I do try to start it at different times. And I was debating there was another part I was going to start with you guys. And I like went back and forth. And then I was like, ah, I'll just do the very beginning with you. So Maybe another time if you listen to the podcast when I do with somebody else, I'll say these were the ones I was going to send to the Method Girls volleyball team. All right. But um, jumping back into everything, just senior night, like obviously we were there last year. We covered your senior night. And yes, there were a lot of girls that graduated. The ceremony was very long and very well done from the posters. And I, it always seems like volleyball goes all out with that stuff. But um, the posters, the the memories, the girls being so excited for each other, the flowers, the family, the pictures. I mean, it is a big ceremony before the game starts. You've experienced a lot of those. And now this is yours. Like this is your senior night. And you might've had relatives or friends that have gone through this before, but now it's you talk about maybe that moment leading up to tomorrow. Have you thought about it? Have you not thought about it? Like, how does that feel to hear that it's your senior night, one of your last home games of the year? It's definitely cool to be on, like, the other side of it because for volleyball and every other sport, like, I've always been the one who sets up the posters and hosts the posters to make at, like, it's a big, like, month-long process before gathering the pictures for the seniors and then organizing posters, how you're going to set up the gym, the senior lockers. So it's definitely cool to be on the other side, and I haven't even thought about how our team has been preparing for this and we just have no idea. And I'm so excited. And our team has a tradition that on senior night, the seniors all go out and get lunch after school. And then we come into the gym after when they've all been decorating. So it'll be fun. We'll all get to hang out before the game. And then I'm just super excited for tomorrow. Where are you guys going to lunch? Where's the spot right now? Do we know? Chick-fil-A is definitely our team wow. spot. We go every yeah. single like day like we always our team our team loves chick-fil-a we're there like almost every day it's it's bad but we love it i mean it only makes sense then right i mean it only makes sense that that's the spot that you guys go to for for a night like that that's really cool any of you girls want to jump in and answer that as well yeah i mean building off molly um my sister was a senior last year so like i kind of experienced firsthand like setting up everything for her and like, you know, doing all the push and stuff like Molly said. And now I have a younger sister doing it for me, which is crazy. Like seeing the other side, like legit the other side, because I was the sister doing it for my older sister. And now I'm the older sister. And my younger sister's doing it for me. And I'm just so excited to like see all the posters and all the cool stuff and like all the stuff our teammates made because we just love each other so much. It's going to be really cool. Now, you guys know for your younger sister, you guys are going to have to come back and do all that stuff and do it some sort of way for her, even though you're not part of the program at that point. But, yeah, when she goes through it, I remember, like, my younger brother and I used to always joke with our older brother, like, we better get the same thing. We better get the same treatment when we're older, you know. So, trust me, I totally get that. Maddie, you want to add on to that? 
Um, yeah, I also have a younger sister on the team, and it's just kind of weird seeing her do all the stuff for me that I used to do. And especially, like, I remember, like, me and Leah Molly would be sitting on the floor, like, coloring in all of the posters for the seniors our freshman, like, our freshman year. And it's just so crazy to think that now we're the people getting the posters. Damn. And it's just, like, it's honestly, taking a look back at it, you don't realize how fast it's going until it's the end. Like, it's absolutely surreal to me that tomorrow is one of our last home games. Yeah, I mean, it is. It does fly, especially in your senior year. And, you know, October is one of those months that even though there's 31 days in it, it flies. Like, when that month flies, like, your season's over. You know, it really is in a sense. Um, but for you guys, obviously, this is a sentimental day, and it means a lot to you. And obviously, enjoy your moment. We'll be there to capture that tomorrow and um, and hopefully be classical. You know what I mean? And especially on a really good note. It was nice to see you guys win last year, the excitement there. So, Let's make it two in a row. Now let's let's jump to the team a little bit. Let's talk about some players on the team here a little bit, right? So I asked this question, maybe girls volleyball, it's a little different in how I phrase this, but um, who's like the baddest person on your team? Like who's a person that when you're playing a tough team, you want that person right by your side because you know you're getting like their A-plus game, whether it's playing-wise, attitude-wise, toughness, like all around, like who's that person on your team? And it might be someone who's in this conversation. I don't know, but I'm who's that person for you guys? I mean, for me, oh, sorry, but like for me, it's definitely Molly and Maddie. Like, not just saying it because they're here, but I can trust them the most in the court. Like, Maddie gets so hype after every point. You hear <laughs> her voice is the first one you hear just screaming so loud. Like, no matter like if we won the point, if we lost and didn't do too well, she's always picking us up. And for Molly, I can always count on her to get a good hit. Like, even if my set isn't the best, she'll always adjust and get that hit down. So these two girls are just such good players, and they really, like, keep the hype up on the court, which is great. So, all right. So I'm that, one of my questions was going to be, like, who's the maniac I'm looking at between you three on the court tomorrow? Definitely um, Madeline. I kind of have my we'll see that tomorrow. <laughs> Definitely Maddie. You'll hear her voice. <laughs> Do you guys want to add to that? Is there anybody you guys want to add on to that person? Uh, who's that person? I was going to say Mads because when she's angry or like in the zone, she's super angry telling everyone where to go, like leading the team a lot, just using her voice. And she definitely gets very into it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you gotta be a like you know. It's every sport. I always just talk about like a goalie. I'm like a goalie's a different type of person because you're getting stuff shot at you, kicked at you, thrown at you, and you're just like taking it. Like you yeah. want to get in front of it. Like it's kind of yeah. crazy. But in volleyball, that must be the equivalent to your position because you're diving every yeah. play. You're kind of a maniac. Like not many people <laughs> want to be like doing that all the time, right? So I guess that is kind of the equivalent. So it would make sense that you're the person that. They kind of want to go to war with at the end of the day on the court. Who would you add to that list, man? I'm interested in the hear sure. these two say you. Who do you say? <laughs> I mean, I totally think them as well. Like every single pass, even if I think it's like kind of a bad pass, or if I mess up, like Ainsley still finds a way to either tip it over, push it deep, or set up a nice ball. And I'm just always super impressed with that because a lot of the times I'm like, oh, like I just totally messed up this point. And then she finds a way to still make a really nice set out of it. And I was just like, oh, like. Wow, like, I'm really impressed with that. And then Molly just is always finding a way to kill it. Like, even if it's not a perfect set, she's, like, moving everywhere. She's backing up. She's pushing it. Her sets are amazing, too. If she gets the second ball, she'll set it out, and then Ainsley will hit it over. And it's just, I think the three of us work really well. And, like, everyone on the team truly, though, brings another thing. Like, Anaya, like, with her crazy kills. Carissa also has amazing kills. Savannah with her digs. Like, really, there's not one person on this team that doesn't absolutely carry. And I think that's what 
makes our team really special is that we have a lot of different types of players and a lot of different types of people on the court. And we all have different ways of kind of building each other up. And that is cool. You know, I think it's fun to, I always ask that question because like I asked Endicott football and I asked that question a lot differently to them, but the kid that they told me, and then like, I started looking this kid up and I like found them on Instagram <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God. So then we made like a trailer just with him because it was like kind of funny as the kid they chose. So, you know, I always like to ask that because sometimes as a teammate, it's nice to hear when people maybe look at you in a way that you don't ever have that conversation or you don't really kind of look at things that way. You're like, wow, people really kind of think that of me as a leader and so on. And I've heard you all kind of like allude to it a little bit throughout the podcast, but obviously a lot of you guys play sports outside of volleyball, whether that's a two sport athlete, a three sport athlete. And typically volleyball is one of those sports that um, you pick up more when you go to high school than maybe playing when you're younger. I don't know if that's the case for you guys, but um, what other sports do you play outside of volleyball? I know seasons wrapping up for you, but for you, what's around the corner? I played basketball and lacrosse. All right, so you're still go go. Like you still like this is this is tough, but for you, you still have another two third of a year of yeah playing hoop and playing lax. Okay, cool, cool. Okay, what about the other two here? Um, I play tennis. I've been playing since my freshman year. Both of my sports I kind of picked up in high school because they don't really offer volleyball or tennis in middle school, and I just kind of tried them for fun. Like I love tennis so much. It's like. Yeah. Like, so volleyball is really sad for me that this is ending, but I kind of have a lead at the end of the tunnel almost and something to look forward to in the spring. Yeah. I mean, we covered tennis last year for Malden because they had a kid on their team that was just like unreal. Like he was, yeah, like second or third in the state and he could hit it like 140 miles an hour and we were covering him and he was playing a kid and he might've been hitting at half speed. And at one point we were just like, can you just hit it as fast as you can? Like, I just want to get it on the camera and see how fast it is. And it was like, I couldn't even get it. Like it was so fast. <laughs> yeah. So um, we had fun covering tennis because like the two on twos too, like, um, and even some of the one-on-one battles, like it really one battle in, in particular was like going on the whole time. Like that really determined who won the matchup. So it was kind of cool to see as games develop what matchups maybe meant a little bit more as far as like the overall standings went. So yeah, tennis was a cool experience. I'd love to cover it again. I thought it was again, kind of like covering volleyball last year. The first time we did it, I was like, man, what, where have we been? Like, why haven't we been doing this? So um, absolutely. Um, and Ainsley for you, what do you play outside of volleyball? Yeah, I mean, you kind of hit a nail on the head talking about how volleyball is kind of you get exposure to freshman year. Like, I play softball. I've been playing since I was five years old. So I've definitely played more softball throughout my life, which I'm also really excited for my season. But, um, yeah, volleyball is kind of a new thing for everyone, especially coming into high school. So I think it's cool seeing how, like, I mean, all of us here, the only common factor we have is volleyball, at least for sports. So I'm um, seeing how many other sports we play and, like, how diverse we are as athletes is really cool. Yeah, and I think multiple sport athletes in general make the best athletes. I mean, I think when you're constantly in a position of putting yourself, you know, in some sports, maybe at a younger age, you were getting a little bit more playing time or getting a little bit more varsity time just because you might be that might be your best sport, or the sport you have the most experience in. Um, in other sports, you got to kind of earn it and get your spot in there. Maybe it takes you an extra year to do so. And, you know, that can mess with your psyche a little bit when you're a sophomore, maybe playing varsity on one sport, but another sport 
your JV and you're not getting as much playing time as you are with the other sports. So, you know, learning how to kind of, I think, learn about yourself as an athlete and putting yourself in those situations, how you mentally deal with it and how you are a teammate out of that. And I think that helps develop you as an athlete more sometimes than just focusing on one sport and constantly playing it because, Hey, you might be getting better at that, but I think you lack in other areas or miss out in other areas that when you do get to play multiple sports. Um, obviously, we don't want to move on and say, oh, we play these other sports. Don't worry, blah, blah, blah. We still got stuff. Tomorrow is senior night. Tomorrow's a big night. I know last year the student body was there. They were rocking. The place was rocking. Girls, right now, I'm putting you on the spot. Shout out to the student body here right now. What should they be doing? Tell them to get there. What time's the game? What's going on? Let's get everybody fired up. Let's go. We definitely need the student body there tomorrow because I think our team especially, we thrive off of energy. Like if there's a quiet gym and the girls are tired, we will not play good. Like we completely thrive off of loud people in the stands cheering us on when we're serving, like any kind of cheers going on, us being hype. So be there tomorrow at 515. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Way to start it off here. Let's go. Man, I mean, you're the nutcase on the court here. What are you going <laughs> to add to that? What are you going to add to the Zoom call here? Let's go. Yeah, for sure. We definitely need people in the student section. Our student section has been lacking recently. I can't lie to you. People have got to pop out for this game. Let's I'm going go. We're calling you out. Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> we have to have people popping out because I can't look dumb because I'm going to be screaming after every single point. And then if it's just dead silent after that, it's not great. It's not a good look for me. Then I look kind of rude. Yeah. So we got to have other people backing me up so I'm not by myself going insane. And, yeah, I think everyone on the court has to bring it. Everybody on the sidelines has to bring it. Everybody in the gym just has to bring it. I love it. Let's go. Angie, close it out here. Let's go. Close yeah, like, even last year, the crowd was insane. Like, after we won that last point, people started rushing the gym. The bench started rushing all the players. It was insane. So we definitely need to keep the same energy, like, Pack the coop. We need a bunch of people. And energy up means our playing is up. We're going to play the best that we possibly can. Yeah, let's go. What time's the game? What'd you say? Sorry. Not to be dramatic, but I think our, like, win or loss depends on the stands tomorrow. Yeah, listen. It depends on the energy in the gym. um, What time's the game tomorrow? 5.15. 515. So you guys listen tomorrow, 515, Mefford High School, get in the gym, pack it. Girls volleyball, senior night. These girls have put in the hard work. I was there last year. Rocking atmosphere. I cannot wait to be there filming part two of this. They're gonna beat Lynn Classical. They're gonna end their senior night with everybody rushing the court. Beyond's gonna catch it all. Let's go. Okay. There's my promo for you guys, too. So uh the student body better get there. Uh, but I want to end this podcast the way that I end most podcasts, and it's just kind of asking. Asking a serious question. Our audience is it ranges like when we look at our analytics across the board from like 18 to 42, we are like a third, a third, a third. Like it's incredible actually to have such a wide range. But one great feedback that we always get is how we close out our podcast with talking to advice to young athletes or young coaches, depending on who our guests are. You all are going through your senior night, right? And we kind of alluded to this before that, you know, you've seen other senior nights and here you are at your pinnacle. This sport is ending. What's your advice to a young freshman out there who's just starting a sport out, who feels like they have forever until they get to their senior year? And then before you know it, it's your senior year. What would be your advice to those young athletes as they're developing through their high school career in that sport? Does that make sense? Okay, cool. Okay. Whoever wants to take it first, go for it. 
I think you need to stick with it because it's going to fly by so fast and you need to enjoy every part of it. Work hard every single day because by senior year, you're going to look back and maybe you're going to think like, oh, I should have taken time after practice and like hit down like Mads did or shot some more baskets or scored more goals. Like you're going to look back and wish you put the time in. And I think as a young athlete, you have the time ahead of you. So you need to put the time in now and it's going to pay off in the long run and your stats are going to go up and the energy is going to be there. So I think you just need to put the time in now and then continue it throughout your high school experience. Cool. Love it. Yeah, for sure. Like hard work, dedication, like Molly, Maddie and I have done volleyball like over summer for summer camps for several years, like even before high school, just like practicing all the time. Because even if you don't play, like say you make varsity and don't play for like two years, just working really hard in practice, making sure to get your skills up for when you do play. Even if you never make it to varsity, just like loving the sport that you're playing, working really hard and making like your skills better to just like become the best player that you can. Excellent. For sure. And I'm also the type of person who really puts their all into like every sport that I do, every single thing that I do. And I know that they can be very discouraging and disappointing if like, let's just say it's your first varsity star and you lose the game. And I know that that type of situation can happen to a lot of young athletes. And the only piece of advice that I would say is just stick with it. Show up the next day. Yeah, that sucks that you lost the game. But like, it's always important to kind of use that as fuel for your next day and kind of practice like a little bit harder that day. And just don't give up. Even if it gets tough, just keep showing up the next day. Keep putting your all into it. And eventually you will see results and you will get more playing time. Or Even if you don't think that your coach is watching, they always are. And if you just keep putting in the work, they'll see that and they'll reward you with it. So just stick yeah. with it. And I love what you said there about like coming back the next day and just knowing what you got to work on. I think that that's like so valuable sometimes when you lose a game. There's obviously that moment of like, yeah, you feel bad for yourself or you're sad about it. But you obviously lost for a reason, and you got to quickly kind of figure out what that reason is and get better at it. For you guys, it's different for me in football. Like, I'd have a week, a weekend to prepare for it, a week to prepare for it. We can segment practice however we want to prepare for it. I mean, you guys sometimes are playing back to backs or every other night, and you got to work on that quick in between. Or if you're playing a back to back, it's more of a conversation or maybe like a whiteboard drawing than anything else or a clipboard drawing. So you're not necessarily getting to specifically work on that. So that's probably a little bit tougher for you guys too, because you are playing more frequently. Um, was that true? Would you say that like sometimes it is harder to fix things because you might be playing three games in five nights or three games in six nights? Yeah, that's a great point because our practices are super valuable and really important. We always try to focus on stuff that we can learn from from the previous game. So say like our serve receive wasn't that great, the game before. On practice, we'll do drills with serve receive, try to get our passes better, our sets better, our hits better. So it's all depends on the game before so we can practice and make that game after that much better. I also think it's hard because a lot of times it's like personal things that we need to work on. Like, maybe it's not, oh, the whole team was really, like, struggling with this. It's each person have their own thing. So it's hard to, in one practice, work on each individual person's, like, thing they want to work on. If I want to work on hitting, but Ainsley wants to work on setting, then we need two different drills that we fit into the same time that also Mads gets to work on her bumping and, like, digging. So it's definitely hard when you have one day in between a game. Yeah. Now, how much is that – and I'm sure that's true of like any regular week of practice or any part of the season. How much of that is you then trying to hone on working that skill? Like, let's say 
I'm just using your position for example. Let's say you just like weren't you, you weren't getting the ball over. You kept hitting the net a lot. Like you just didn't have a good game. How can you then? How are you then maybe individually working on that if you don't have enough time in practice to say to do that? For example, um, I could definitely practice hitting down at someone, hitting down at a wall. There's a good drill where you just hit it down the wall, it bounces back, and you just do it again, and it's a cycle. So there's always like personal things you can do in your own time before practice, after practice, at your house. Um, Ainsley can walk around her house setting the ball like and everyone can have their own things that they work on yeah. and we definitely need to be doing that in order to all get better as a team and I think that's important for like the younger athletes aspect of like what you guys were all just talking about there like you can work on so many things like you don't even believe that you can work on without even realizing like, I didn't even get into like the film aspect I don't know how much of film that you're able to watch or what you have of film I don't even know if you do but like in football, for us, that was, like, so big to the point that, like, I would film practice, like, certain segments, and then I would have interns that then would go back to the school and upload. So by the time I got back, like, I could see our run plays. I could see our pass plays. I could see all that stuff, and I immediately knew, like, okay, this is what we're working on in practice tomorrow just from what I'm seeing here. Like, so a lot of that is, I'm sure, in other sports, like, you don't have like your coach doesn't have a time to sit there and analyze that. Something I get to do on like a Saturday and a Sunday versus what they can't do in the middle of a work week. Like they just can't do that. So a lot of it is probably you guys paying attention to stuff too. Do you have film? Do you have like a huddle app or something like that that you watch your own film or no? So yeah, no, so that's really. tough, right? So sometimes it's hard not to maybe see like what you're doing too, right? That can always be like difficult as well. But, um, but girls, listen, this is awesome. I'm a, like I said, I, I said at the beginning, like I'm super excited to come on and I'll be there tomorrow. Um, I actually have somebody and, and you guys can put this out there too. And I'll put this out there on the episode for everybody here. But if you know people specifically that might fit this, but we covered a game on Friday night and we had a couple with specifically one student. I won't say her name. Cause I don't know if she's like embarrassed to say something, but she's a senior at Medford high, but she former fifth grade student. of mine reached out to me and was just like, Hey, if you're interested in videography, like, you know, videographer, like I love to come down and help out. Like, this is what I'm interested in doing. So we invited her down. She came down and got like incredible stuff, like incredible stuff that we're going to use for our videos. So it's like, if you know anybody in like, that's into that type of stuff. I and mean, we have a lot of gigs everywhere and we're looking for like young kids who are just like hungry and want to do it. So, um, you know, we'll put it out there, but I even told her, I was like, you should reach out to some of the athletes, especially coming up in the winter and in the spring, like, go to a game and just follow somebody or cover somebody, make an awesome highlight for them. And then every other kid's going to be like, I want one. I want one. I want one. I want one. And like, it's how you build your business. You know, it's how you build your side hustle. So it's like, um, but I, I'm just saying that to you guys, if you know anybody uh, out there who's into that stuff, but tomorrow we plan on covering you guys and obviously putting an awesome video together from start to finish for you guys. So uh, we appreciate you always being you know, courteous to us and nice to us whenever we see you around Medford. And I'm glad that tomorrow we, we now get to cover your special day. So this is kind of great. So thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank you so yeah, much. Oh, yeah. And before we go, I didn't even ask this real quick. We don't have to spend a ton of time on this. One Mefford teacher you want to give a shout out to really quick. I'm a Mefford teacher. I got to show the love here. One Mefford teacher current you have had in the past, someone you want to show quick love to here. I'll give you like 10 or 15 seconds each. Go. Scary. Scary's <laughs> a big one. I get scary a lot. Yeah. Any kids that come on here. Um, for me, it's Dr. McMahon. I love her so much. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this is going back a lot a while ago. My first grade teacher, Miss Fargo, 
loved her from the start. Let's go. I'm glad we're saying elementary school teachers. Everyone always <laughs> sticks to like the high school, middle school teachers. Elementary school teachers are the hardest working teachers of all. They teach every subject, right? Think about it. They have the <laughs> same kids all day long. Like at least in middle school and high school, you pass a class along like every 40 minutes or every 50 minutes or whatever. Like you are with the class all day long, nonstop, like especially younger kids. You're wiping their noses and making sure they put things in their backpack and packing their folders and making sure they eat their snack. Like that is incredible. It's incredible. It's so much harder. So I don't care any high school teacher that listens to this either. It's true. Elementary <laughs> is way harder. Um, but okay. Anyways, I get off my soapbox, but girls again, <laughs> can't wait to cover you guys tomorrow. This was awesome. Um, you know, we always love the show love to effort. So we appreciate this. So from beyond podcast guys, I'm your host, Anthony Petrellis till next time.